And the scripture said, if a man would have friends, he must uh, show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I thank the Lord that he does and that he is our friend. And he said, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I have commanded you. And so I thank the Lord tonight for being in the house of God and being able to say that I'm saved by the grace of God. We want to turn back in the book of 1 John again tonight, <clears throat> chapter number 2, and we'll try to pick up where we, about where we left off, long about where we left off. We only got about halfway, I think, maybe through these passages this morning. I can't remember for sure, but I'm going to go back and begin with verse number 18 and read them all again. And then we'll pick up uh, uh, on down in here and uh, we'll get you out of here uh, in just a few minutes. We'll not hold you long. But in First uh, uh, John uh, chapter number 2 and beginning in verse number 18, reading through verse number 23 again, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. And so we're going to stop reading there. And we talked about uh, this morning how that we can look and I see the events that are going on in the world around us and here in our uh, in the world uh, in the wider sense and then here in our own nation we can look at the wickedness that we see on every hand and the forsaking of God in the land and even the denial in the day and age that we're living in that this nation was founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic and Judeo-Christian values and founded on the word of God. And uh, 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 this nation was founded on this King James Bible that I've got open in front of me. And now there are those that will tell you, and, and they're trying to, uh, of course, they, uh, they not only are they pushing the new versions, now they're going back and trying to push some of the ones that were good for their time, I suppose, but they had problems, and that's why that we needed the King James Bible to be translated, because they had problems. And one of the ones that they're uh, starting to push now, and it's got problems with it, is uh, the Geneva Bible. And uh, they say that the Geneva Bible was what the Puritans had when they came here, and that's the truth. That is what they brought here, but that's not what this nation was founded on. Uh, uh, the last uh, uh, edition, real edition of the Geneva Bible, the one that they're, uh, I think was in like, uh, maybe 1654 or something like that. The one that they're claiming is the Geneva Bible now, and they've got a, a and I don't remember what the year is, but they've got a year of 1600 and something on the cover. 
but you turn to the inside and you find out that it's revised. It's really just another exam. Uh, they, they use some old old English in it, but it's just another new version. In reality, it's not what they say that it is. But in any event, this nation was founded in 1776, and at the time that this nation was founded. This King James Bible was really the only, I mean, the Geneva Bible had gone out of print and had been out of print for uh, uh, close to 100 years, I think, uh, when this nation was founded. And this King James Bible was the Bible. And when somebody said the Bible, that's what they were talking about in the United States of America when it was founded, not only here, but in England as well. And uh, 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 but we're living in a day and a time that the word of God is being denied, and it's uh, being denied on every hand. They give lip service to it a lot of times, and uh, Republican and Democrat it don't make any difference. They, in order, when it comes election time, they'll give lip service to the Bible, and they'll give lip service to Christianity, and they'll quote uh, what's convenient for them to quote, but. Uh, to, to uh, uh, back up some point that they're wanting to make, philosophical point, but the rest of it they deny and reject and what it stands for. And so we know that we're living in the last days uh, uh, according to that. We know by the sin that's all around us that we're living in the last days. And, and we looked at verse number 18. I think maybe that was the last thing that we that we looked at. But he uh, uh, tells us there in verse number 18, he said, Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And I made mention of the fact that there is a person that's going to come on the scene, the Antichrist, uh, one of these days. After a while, there is a literal person called the Antichrist that's coming on the scene. I know there's a lot of folks that uh, some of our amillennialist brethren, our general resurrection brethren, they spiritualize all that, and and they don't see. They they say that the thousand year reign of Christ it's not real, and it's just you know they spiritualize it as the antichrist, and and they and they and they go to this uh, to this uh, 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 these passages of scripture to try to make their point, and. But, beloved, there is a person that is going to come on the scene one day after a while, the Bible teaches it plainly, called the Antichrist. But I want to tell you there's many Antichrists. They were in the world then. They were in the world when John wrote this book of 1 John. They've been in the world ever since, and they're in the world now. And as I said, any anything or anybody that is Antichrist is anybody that's opposed to or have a hatred of Christ or of anything that's connected to Christ. And uh, 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 we talked about how that the world hate, hates Christ and it hates you and I because that we're his and because that we're connected to him. And then we want to notice in verse number 19, and he said, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. And, and I believe here that John is talking about apostates. They're those that deny the truth. 
They want to hang on to the name of Christ. They want to claim the name of Christ. They want to claim to be Christians, but they deny the genuine truths of the Word of God. They deny the, the genuine uh, mode and method that God has given of salvation. And uh, some of them want to uh, preach salvation by works. And uh, some of them want to say this thing or that thing. Some of them want to, and, and, and they're heretics, beloved, and they're apostates, those that deny the truth. And uh, uh, the Bible tells us in, in, in uh, 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 Matthew 7 and 21, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but they that do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. It's not everybody that, conf that professes the name of Christ that are saved. There are many that are not, my beloved. And if they don't believe in the shed blood of the cross of Calvary, they're not saved. If they don't believe that Jesus Christ was God, I'm talking about believing in the Jesus of the Bible, now, there's a lot of folks believe in a Jesus, but it's not the Jesus of the Bible. The Jesus of the Bible, my beloved friend, is God manifest in flesh. He is God, he was God, and he ever shall be God. My beloved, he was there in the beginning. In the beginning, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God the same that was in the beginning with God. Now the Jehovah's Witness with their New World Translation, theirs don't read like that. Why? Because they don't believe that Jesus Christ was God. They don't believe he's eternal God. They don't believe he was there in the beginning with the Father. In eternity past, they don't believe that. Neither, my beloved, do uh, the Mormons, and there's other groups that don't. And then there's those that are, 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 uh, 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 that are modernists and that are liberals and uh, that uh, they don't believe in uh, that Jesus, they believe Jesus Christ was just a good man. They believe that he was the founder of a, of, of a great religion. They believe that he gave a good example of how people are supposed to walk and how they're to talk and how they're to act upon the face of the earth, but really they don't believe anything more than that about him. They do not believe in a bodily resurrection. They do not believe that Jesus died and, wrote, and literally rose again from the dead. They spiritualize it. They don't believe, my beloved, that one day after a while the dead in Christ are going to get up. They don't believe that there's going to be a resurrection both of the just and of the unjust. And John said they went out from us because they were not all of us. And he told us, sorry, he warned us in the word of God. He said, this snow also, as we uh, 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 read, read to you this morning, uh, 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 now the Spirit speaketh expressly. First uh, Timothy 4, 1 and 2, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. They have rejected the truth, and they have gone away from the truth, my beloved, and 
And they've gone out from us. They're not a part of us. And if they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the virgin-born son of the living God, they're not saved. And they can't be saved. And they don't believe in a literal virgin birth. They don't believe in a bodily resurrection. They don't believe that Jesus Christ was God manifest in flesh. They don't believe that. And they don't believe that there's going to be a literal second coming of Christ and all like that. John said they went out from us because they were not all of us. And folks, they may claim the name of Christ, but if they don't believe those things, they're not our brothers. And they're not our sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there are many out there, and maybe they might have a little bit of error, or uh, uh, maybe they're, uh, uh, according to our way of thinking and our belief, that they're a little bit wrong on some things. But they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They believe he was virgin-born. They believe that he shed his last blood on the cross of Calvary to redeem mankind. They believe that Jesus Christ rose bodily from the dead, that he ascended back to heaven. He's now seated at the right hand of the Father. And one day after a while, he's coming back. Now, they may disagree with us with some of the details, but they do believe that Jesus Christ is coming back for his own. I want to tell you folks, those folks are our brothers. They may be wrong about some things according to how we believe. Uh, you know, I don't believe in a general resurrection. I believe folks that believe that are wrong. But, you know, they're still my brother and they're still my sister in Christ. I don't believe I can be lost after I'm saved. But I recognize that I have some brothers and sisters in Christ that do. I believe that they're wrong. But I want to tell you that don't that don't affect their salvation. But I'm here to tell you, if folks don't believe in the virgin-born son of the living God, they cannot be saved. If they do not believe that salvation is by grace through faith, they cannot be saved. If they do not believe in a new birth, they cannot be saved. If they do not believe that Jesus Christ is God manifest in flesh, they do not believe on the Jesus of the Bible, and they cannot be saved. They're not part of us. They've gone out from us. And they're not, they've rejected the truth, and they're not part of us. They're what we call apostates. In 1 John 1 and 10, he said, Whosoever transgresses, transgresseth, tra transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, a man hath not God. If we don't believe what this word of God has to say about the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not saved. We have to believe what thus saith the word of the living God. And then we want to go on just a little bit further, and we, uh, 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 that was verse number 19, verse number 20. We read, but ye have an unction, notice this, from the Holy One, and you know all things. You know what that unction is, don't you? <laughs> Amen. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God that he's given in, uh, to each and every one of us. When we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Holy Ghost moved in to our heart and into our soul, and he took up his abode with us. That means he lives with us and lives within us. And he's promised, I'll never leave thee, I'll never forsake thee, but I'll go with you all the way.
And beloved friend, when he leaves out of this world, we're leaving with him. Amen. And he, he, Jesus told us that I, I'm going to send him that he may abide with you forever. Thank God. What a blessing that is. And he said, you have the unction of the Holy One. You've got the Spirit of God. Amen. We've got a direct connection between earth and glory. What a blessing that is. And he said that sometimes that we uh, know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit of God maketh intercession for us with groanings uh, which cannot be uttered. I want to tell you, when you and I have a need, maybe sometimes we don't really know the words. And maybe sometimes we think we know the words and we really don't. And we pray the Father. But you know, God, the Holy Ghost takes that prayer to the Lord Jesus Christ and he interprets it properly for us. And then God, uh, God, the son intercedes for us with God, the father. I'm glad we've got the spirit of God. And he said, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. You know, there's, uh, 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 there's denominations that deny that the Holy Ghost is in the world. And one of those that I pointed out last Sunday, and apparently I upset a guy that uh, 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 he he'd been, and I noticed he'd been. Uh, uh, I didn't never did say anything to him. I just let him post what he was posting, but he kept posting. Oh, you need to listen to this preacher. He's preaching the truth, and then he'd he'd uh, post stuff about Acts two thirty eight and tell people they need to be baptized and be filled with the Holy Ghost, be saved. And I thought to myself, buddy, you're not listening to what I'm saying. That ain't what I'm preaching. And so I made mention of, of, of that last year, last week where that uh, in my message where that Jesus uh, told Nicodemus, he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter in. I think that's John three and five, if I'm remembering correctly. He cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And I made the statement. I said, that's not the baptistry like the water dogs say. And I, I told what I, I said, that's what I call them. And I I said, uh, so-called Church of Christ, the Disciples of Christ, so-called Christian Church. And, and uh, of course, this other guy, he must have been a Pentecostal. But, but you know, some of them, uh, they believe right along the same lines. And he sent a message back to me, and he said, evidently, I'm a water dog. <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, if the shoe fits, why? I didn't intend to offend the guy, but... Sometimes you can't help it, but in in any event, that's that that's that's wrong doctrine. That's false doctrine. It's not the baptistry that saves you. It's not it's not the water that washes away sin. It's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of good Christian people that are in those denominations, and and I and I'd say really deep down in their heart, if they think about it, they don't really believe the doctrine that their church is preaching. If they do, they're not saved. If they've got their faith and trust in the baptistry, they're not saved by the grace of God. And these churches that are preaching that, that it's faith plus works, and there are denominations that preach that, they're not preaching the truth. And if that's what they believe, they can't be saved. You've got to put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross of Calvary to be saved. 
And uh, uh, he tells us, he said, we have the unction from the Holy One. Notice the next thing that he said there, and I'm going to have to move quickly. He said, notice the next thing that he said, you have an unction from the Holy One, verse number 20 again, and you know all things. Remember what Jesus said about God the Holy Ghost? He said, now it's expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But he said, if I go away, I will send him unto you. And it is he that will lead you and guide you into all truths and paths of righteousness. And he said, when he, the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost is come, he said, he shall not speak of himself, but he said, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Thank God we know the truth because we've got the Holy Ghost living on the inside Amen. If we're truly saved by the grace of God, we've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the unction from the Lord. We've got God, the Holy Ghost, living on the inside that's bearing witness to the truth to me and to you that are saved by the grace of God. I thank the Lord that I know the truth. I was thinking about this verse as I was coming down the road. I can't say that, that uh, uh, I can't say that I, that I, I thank the Lord for it every day, but I can say that I thank the Lord every time that I think of it. You know, I thank God that I was born right here in the belt buckle of the Bible belt. I thank God every time that I think about it, that I, as, as bad as things are getting and as far as our nation has strayed from God, I thank God every time I think about it that he let me be born in these United States of America. I thank God for it. It's a great blessing. It's a wonderful blessing. You and I could have been born, my beloved friend, in the Middle East, trapped, my beloved, un un under the, the overbearing hand of, 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 of Islam and all like that. But thank God we were born here in the United States of America. We were born in the Bible Belt. And every time that I think about it, I thank God that I was raised by a mama that loved and knew the truth and taught me the truth and made sure that I understood the truth. And thank God that truth that she sowed in my heart as a little child. Thank God it took root in me. And God the Holy Ghost used it to convict me and convince me of my sin and drew me to an old-fashioned altar, and I'm saved by the grace of God. I thank God for that. I thank God that I was raised on the truth. Not everybody is. What a blessing that is. And I want to tell you something. I thank God that I've got a church. I've got a group of people. We may not be that many, but thanks be unto God, I, I, I'm glad that I belong to a church, amen, to a group of people that loves the Word of God and believes the Word of God and loves the Word of God and clings to the Word of God and stands for the Word of God. I thank God for it every time I think about it. And I've had several people contact me in recent months and tell me, you know, preacher, I live in such and such an area in such and such a state. And most of them, the, the ones that I can recall, they were northern states. And they tell me, they say, I cannot find. I've looked. And they tell me how much they appreciate being able to go online and 
hear the word of God preached and they tell me, say, I've looked and I can't find a Bible-believing Baptist church in my area. And I'm not lifting the Baptist up. I'm just using that as an example. I want to tell you, beloved, I'm, I'm glad there's Bible-believing churches of other persuasions and some that don't claim any denomination at all that love the Lord and love the truth and love the Word of God and stand on the Word of God. Amen. We Baptists aren't special above anybody else. Matter of fact, there's a lot of Baptist groups I'd be ashamed for anybody to think I was affiliated with. I'm telling you, they've denied the truth and they've gone away from the truth. I knew we had a lot of false doctrine out there. But in, until the last couple of years that I've really uh, sought out to, to learn and to understand and know what some of these groups, and a lot of them Baptist groups, I'm ashamed to say. And beloved friend, they're, not pre they're preaching some of the awfulest off-the-wall things that you ever heard. Things that, I, I mean, it just shocked me to, to, to find out that people calling themselves Baptist believe. But there's a lot of crazy things out there. I'm glad I belong to a church that knows and believes the truth. What a blessing that is. Amen. And a lot of times we don't realize how fortunate we are in this area that we're living in. But we are. God's blessed us. God's blessed us. Amen. And he, he tells us here in verse number 21 going on. He said, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it, and no lie is of the truth. John said, I'm not writing to you because you don't know it. He said, I'm writing to you because you do know it. He said, I, 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 I'm, I'm reminding you of the truth that you know. And you remember that Peter told the, I believe it's in First Peter, he told them, he said, I'm writing unto you that I might stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Amen. Thank God we need somebody every now and then to remind us. And I think about that song, that old song that Mama used to sing all the time when I was a little kid. And I love that song, Remind Me, Dear Lord, how we need to be reminded of how good we have it and how much God has blessed us. And how great it is. And a lot of times people just don't appreciate it. And we can see. I know there's people tonight that would be in this house of God that belong to this church if they could be. But we've got other people tonight that could be here. And they're not here, I believe, because they just didn't want to be here. And I'll just be blunt and honest with you. They just didn't want to be here. But I want to tell you, folks, amen, we need to be thankful for what we've got. And for what we're able to do, and we better take advantage of it while we can, because each and every one of us, unless God takes us very quickly, amen, each and every one of us that are in here tonight, we're going to reach a place, and we're going to reach a day that we're going to be in the shape Sister Minnie's in, and we're, not, uh, we're no longer going to be able to go down to the house of God. And so we'd better go while we can. And uh, a lot of times people take that, when you say something like that, people take that the wrong way. And by no means are we, are we uh, criticizing anybody that has a genuine reason for not being at the church. But so many in this, I mean, it's not just, it's not our, just our church, it's all churches. 
I know uh, one of my uncles, I'm not going to say which church it was because I'm, or which it is, uh, because I'm recording this, but one of my uncles, a deacon in the church, and I remember him complaining. And uh, not not that long ago, and he and tell telling me, he said, you know, he said, Sunday night our crowd goes down by about fifty percent, and they had a good they had a good crowd, still got a good crowd, but they had a really good crowd then, way over a hundred. I'm talking about for this area, country church, very good crowd. He said by Sunday night our our crowd cuts by fifty percent. And he said on Wednesday night, he said, we're down to 15 people. Now, I'd thank God to have 15 people here tonight. But in a larger church, I understand why that could be discouraging. And the reason for it is that people just don't love the Lord like they say that they do. And they'll get up and they'll sing, oh, how I love Jesus. But for many people, and I, like I said, I'm not criticizing people that can't help it. My wife can't help it. If my wife could, my wife would be in the house of God tonight. She'd have been here this morning. Uh, when I was pastor at, at Riverside and uh, she was able, and of course uh, uh, there's been other times that she's been restricted because of singing with her family as well. But uh, when I was a pastor at Riverside, Karen was there every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night that she was possibly able to be in the house of the Lord, but she's not able tonight. And there's others that are not able tonight. We understand that. And while we're able to go, we need to go. But it seems like that folks are just looking for a reason in the day and age that we're living in not to go down to the house of God. And some of them, I don't see how they make it because, I mean, they're hardly ever there. And... Uh, you see them, they're, they're complaining, talking about all that they got wrong with them. They show up to church once a month, once every two months, once every three months. And then they post all over Facebook all the places they're going and everything that they're doing. And I think to myself, my, don't you realize how much that makes you look like a hypocrite? And it does, beloved. But we notice here, he said, he said uh, you know the truth. And uh, verse number 22, and I'm going to hurry up and, and finish. I'm not going to uh, be able to get into the next uh, two verses very deeply. But he said, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. I want you to notice this. Verse number 23, there's something I want to tell you about this. And I want you to notice that the last half of this verse is in italics. That's what that special type of writing is called. It's called italics. And everywhere that the King James translators used those words in italics, it was because that they did not have those words in the original. And they put them in there so that you might uh, understand better, so it might flow better in English, so that it might make sense in English, and for different reasons like that. But verse number 23 is special. He said, Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. In 16, From 1607 to 1611, when this King James Bible was translated, there was not a manuscript that anybody had found on the face of the earth in Greek that had that last half of that verse in it. 
but the King James translators, now it was in some other translations, but they couldn't find it anywhere in the Greek. But they believed that it ought to be there. And so they put it in, in italics. And guess what's happened since then? They found the Greek manuscripts that exactly match what they put in this King James Bible. Beloved friend, I believe the Lord was in the translating of this Bible. I believe it. I believe he guided every step of the way. I believe he guided those men. Uh, my beloved, I do not say that they were inspired in the in the way that that uh, Peter and James and John and Matthew, Mark and Luke and and Isaiah and Jeremiah and and and, and all like that. I I don't say that they were inspired like those men were, but I do believe that they were providentially guided every step of the way in translating this word of God. It was a miracle. And beloved friend, it is the genuine word of the living God. Amen. And, the, and there was no Greek for, the, for that last half of that verse. But those men were convinced it ought to be there. And so they put it in in italics. And those words have been found in the Greek. And I want you to notice what he said. Again, verse 22 and 23, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Now, there's some folks that are in the holiness and Pentecostal movement that are Jesus only. They don't believe in the Trinity. They don't believe there's a God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost that's one, yet three separate and distinct beings. But you know what, beloved? They believe that Jesus is the Christ. And they believe on Jesus, and they have Jesus, so whether they realize that there's a trinity or not, they have the Father also because they have Jesus, according to this book. But, beloved, there are those like the Seventh-day Adventists, or not the Seventh-day Adventists, the uh, so-called Jehovah's Witnesses. That's why they use the name Jehovah instead of the name Christ, instead of Christian. My beloved, they don't believe that Jesus Christ was God manifest in flesh. They believe he was a created being. And uh, uh, they say they've got the Father, but they don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible, so they're not saved. They don't have the Son. He that hath not the Son hath not the Father, but he that hath the Son hath the, the Father also. What a blessing that is. I thank the Lord for the privilege.